Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, we're sitting down with Fiona Chan. She is the founder of Youthphoria. We chat all about how she started her business during COVID and how she came up with the concept of makeup you could wear to sleep. Listen here. Well, welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm really excited to sit down with Fiona Cochan. She's the founder of Youthphoria. Welcome, and thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, I would love to learn a little bit more about your background. I know you have some history in tech sales. How did you, you know, go on to found this awesome beauty brand? Yeah, I started my career in tech. I used to sell some of the most complex software to data centers, just something that was so, so different from what I'm doing now, which is makeup you can sleep in. And through my um, job in tech, I would travel to some of the most polluted cities in the world where I would be sleeping with N95s. And no way. It was just an... It's a very interesting experience when you have when you're dealt with that much pollution. But I realized that my normal skincare and makeup just wouldn't work in those environments was um, suffering through just a lot of skin irritation. And because I was traveling so much, I was always sleeping in my makeup. My husband, um, this was around the same time I met my husband. And every time I flew to see him, I would be sleeping in my makeup. And I really just wanted makeup you can sleep in. Yeah, I saw that makeup you can sleep in. So we were talking about it. We're like, do you put the makeup on before you sleep so you don't have to wake up and do your makeup or is it like so you don't have to like wash it off every single time and what does that mean and how did you create that i think it's really just this idea that if you accidentally fall asleep in your makeup you don't feel guilty i've had so many experiences where had a really fun night out you know, the next day I would wake up and my skin would be super irritated. I would tell my girlfriends and just the look of horror on their faces. I really wanted something where if I napped in it, if I slept in it, I didn't have to worry. And it seems so strange because like if we're putting on this makeup for like basically like hours and hours all day, shouldn't it be okay to sleep in it too? Like if it can be on our face for like 12 hours at a time, like what? So how did you make a makeup that you could sleep in and that would be okay for your skin because that ultimately means it's okay for your skin all the time right yeah i always was like does your skin know if you're sleeping Sleeping or or not not? yeah (laughs) and the way that we make makeup you can sleep in is when we're making these true skincare makeup hybrids i was you know when i grew up my mom always told me makeup is really bad for your skin you have to be really careful but i love makeup and i love putting it on every day i wanted to make makeup that could act like skincare could like actually improve your skin could um hold its own weight in that but also like have these nice textures and these nice colors um so what we do differently is we combined really nice texturing ingredients with skincare actives at the functional level so your makeup is actually improving your skin oh my god that's amazing so when did you launch and what were like the first steps to start euphoria euphoria i launched in april 2021 and then to start euphoria It's a long story, but basically what had happened was I was stuck in Hong Kong in 2020. It was during the pandemic. And most of the ideas for Youthphoria came about because I was stuck in this apartment. 
And I just remember thinking makeup is about putting it on to go out and see people, have fun. And that's, you know, where the idea for makeup you can sleep in came about. Did not know what I was doing. Also had no one that I could talk to. So it was just a lot of Googling things. And because it was a pandemic, most of these products, I didn't have that many people to test it on, just my husband. So, <laughs> and I know you work with your husband too. Yeah. So it's, you know, the earliest, earliest days I would put everything on him, see if it worked on his skin color. We're best known for our color changing blush and I would swatch it on him. It was a different color. I would sleep in it and then I would make him sleep in it because I didn't have other people to test on. Um, but when we were ready to launch the business, I decided, okay, I'm ready to go back to the US, launch on TikTok. And so packed all of our stuff, put it on a boat, had no furniture and just started launching the business. It was like a very insane week. And you said you wanted to launch on TikTok and TikTok specifically. Why was that? I think it's just like a really fun content format. Like our products are very visual. Even our primer has like a really drastic before and after, especially on my mom. And it's it's just like a fun way to communicate with your um, your community. So I always knew I wanted to be on TikTok. Had not been like a content creator before. Just thought, okay, like maybe I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, but I've learned that it's like a really fun platform. It's, I think my favorite platform now and our business started on Instagram and now I'm like, oh, well, I think TikTok is so much more fun. Like I'm more of a user of it. What do you think? Do you think now that most brands should be on TikTok because I know I've talked to a lot of founders who start on Instagram and they're like, oh, no, it's only young people there. Like, we don't need to be on the platform. I like it because you will know instantly if your message is resonating or not because you have like 15 seconds or less or even now like it's a little bit longer, but you know right away what's going to resonate, what doesn't. And it's just like a great testing platform and it's really easy to create content. Like all of my content is not professional. I don't have a studio. I don't have crazy editors. I just kind of talk to the camera. So I like that it's easy to just you know, express myself, sh share. I know like you also do a lot of educational content. I like doing educational content on mm -hmm. TikTok as well. And I think it like lends itself to being like authentic. Like you don't need everything to be perfect because that's kind of what resonates with like the people on TikTok. Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know, there's like all these micro trends, all these memes, <laughs> and it can just be like its own little world. So it's a little bit fun. Yeah, totally. So what were the first products that you launched with and like came out with and why did you choose those specifically? So we launched with five lip glosses and then we also launched with our color changing blush oil. That's our hero product. It's like our bestseller still to this day. The idea for the color changing blush oil kind of came about because one day I was like, I would want to, I really want to make a universally flattering blush and how do we do it in a skincare way? One day it really just felt like it hit me, like just smacked me in the middle of the face that like color changing might work. And we tried many different formulas. Some of the first ones were just disasters. <laughs> they just looked so bad. But the one that we ended up going with, um, when I swatched it on my husband, it was a different shade of pink on him than it was on me, but it was a perfect shade of pink for his skin color. And I was like, this is really cool. And there's just something where I think some products are so magical. You just know on a gut level, this is going to be really, really like special and really cool. That's so awesome. And I feel like the concept is like, duh, like we should definitely have like makeup that's also good for our skin and the beauty uh, you know space and skincare is so saturated but why has no one like thought about combining the two before i have wondered this so much <laughs> and i was just like you know as a as a 
person who loves to wear makeup, like I would also really want this to be great for my skin, but I just couldn't find it. And every time I found makeup that, you know, was a skincare makeup hybrid, the textures weren't quite right. Mm -hmm. It's hard to um, not compromise on the textures because it looks so different on skin while making sure that it's also great for your skin. So do you still, when using your products, still combine like other skincare products or do you solely use like your makeup? I do use skincare products underneath, but I will think about how it might interfere with my makeup or mm -hmm. like the layering of it. For example, sunscreen is something that could dissolve your makeup because it's oil soluble. So I'll think about it from a chemistry standpoint. How do we make products that can bridge that gap between your skincare and your makeup while making sure that your skin improves over time and your makeup doesn't dissolve by the end of the day? And you didn't have like a background in like chemistry or anything like that before starting this did you? No, I, I was so bad about even going to high school chemistry classes, <laughs> but if it's about making makeup, I will watch so many YouTube videos and it's just something that I picked up. Um, I work with, you know, great scientists and they've taught me so much about the chemistry of makeup, but also like makeup artists, they really understand the chemistry of all the makeup products that they use. And so there is just like this passion of chemistry just in the makeup industry, which I find really cool. So because you're, you know, really big on TikTok and that's where a lot of your education is, what would you say your like target demographic is for your products? I think it's I think I created this brand for a younger version of myself like this is a these are products that I wish I had when I was 18 to like maybe you know in my late 20s but I like using ingredients that are ingredients that I will want in my 60s and and um and older so I like to think that we're just inclusive at the formulation level so I will always think about like how will this texture look on let's say like my 60 year old mom but will this also work for you know a 13 year old girl who might be going through um, or struggling with like acne prone skin. Yeah, totally. So from launching in April, 2021 till now, what are some you know key lessons you've learned from launching your own brand in the skincare space? I think the biggest lesson is, this sounds really corny. That's fine. <laughs> but like being yourself, I feel like every time I really embrace that, it always did really well for me. Like even, you know, the idea of a color changing blush, that was something that was very unique to us. And it was just something that we felt like would work really well. Um, that really worked. And then I wish I didn't over engineer everything in the beginning because you never know what's going to happen. You never know what works when and when you over engineer in the beginning, you're going to end up just ripping everything out and rebuilding it. What do you mean by over engineering? Like, I remember when I first started the business, I thought it would be very driven by like Instagram ads and like you had to stand mm -hmm. up all these dashboards and do things in a very specific way. And then iOS happened and <laughs> everything that I, you know, all that time I spent uh, building all that stuff ended up having to get ripped out anyways. And just, you know, taking an approach of just a wait and see or a, a test and test and see approach. Totally. So because of that iOS change, have you shifted your like marketing strategy at all? I've never experienced the pre-iOS days. Okay. So um, that's probably I good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hear all these great, great things about the, the heyday of Instagram ads. But so we've always been really organic. So if you were to give any advice to like another young woman who wants to like launch a skincare line or start their own brand, like what are three pieces of advice you would give to them? The first one would be just start it. There's never a good time and you will develop resilience over time. Mm -hmm. um, the second one is 
have like a testing mindset and a testing framework, you really have no idea what's going to happen. We launched um, our business right when the pandemic started, and there's always something that happens. Like it's either whether it's supply chain or iOS, there's a lot of macro things that you can't control. So it's good to be able to control what you can control and then pivot as needed. And then third, you know, hire a great team around you when it's when it's time to hire a great team. Um, in our early days, we were very nimble. It was just like me and my husband, and my husband kind of got dragged into it as like a tester, like a yeah. product tester. Does um, he work with you now? He does work with me, yeah. And how do you find that? Because people always ask us like, how is it working with your spouse? I like it because we can talk about the business while it's like midnight or you know whatever we're doing. Um, but he's just a great balance to, to me. And it was not what I expected when we got married, but it's been a great thing. And do you like find that it's difficult to like balance like personal life with business life? No, not really. I think right now at this point, like the business takes, consumes like a lot of our life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's fun because he just allows me to just be myself and he um, is a perfect balance. balance do you do like different things and have like different skill sets or kind of work on similar things together? Definitely different things. I work more on product development, marketing. He works more on like logistics operations. But what I like about working with my husband is that he can just read me so well. Mm -hmm. So I remember the first time um, we were even thinking about like how much do we order of the color changing blush? And he was like, you know what? Like, like your face lights up when you try it on. I think it's going to be a hit because you just love this product so much. So it's nice to have this dynamic because he can read me in a way that I feel like if it was like a, a different business partner that we didn't have such a close relationship, wouldn't be able to just say like, you know what, let's go with our gut on this. Yeah, totally. I, I completely agree. And it's good that you guys like kind of do different things. So you like trust and respect your like your like different areas of how do you expertise. how do you guys find it i think it's really similar like i actually like talking about work all the time and it's like fun building something together and we also do very different things and kind of like stay and respect our own you know expertise like i also do like product content and he does like a lot of operation stuff so i think it's a good balance and it's like fun. It is fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you guys completely direct to consumer? Are you also in retail? So we're are we are gonna be in Ulta in like I think seven days from now or oh something my God, like that. Congratulations. Which will be really exciting. Um, but we've been mostly D to C to date. We we're we're on Amazon, we're in Credo, we're in Revolve. And how have you thought about like that mixture of like going omni channel versus like just straight up D to C? I think it depends on the category for Color cosmetics, it's something where you want to try it on your skin. You want to see if the colors work on your skin tone, work for your skin type, how the textures feel. So I'm really excited to add this to our channel mix just because it's how I fell in love with makeup. Mm -hmm. And I think it's um, something where our textures are really unique. Even like our primer, it's like a silicone-free primer. It feels really different. So I can't wait to see this. Every time I've seen our community in person and, and I've swatched it, uh, for them in person like the look of surprise that people get is something that's really exciting so I'm excited for people to interact with our brand in that way and what are some things that you think you've done well in terms of marketing to kind of get the message across on a differentiating factor because there are so many different products out there like how do you communicate like how your product is different 
we will do a lot of before and afters, like super zoomed in, like what does a powder blush look like compared to our blush oil? Um, very, very educational content. Um, sometimes I will just demonstrate this is what foundation looks like without our primer, with our primer, this is how it makes it look less cakey. And I will do like super macro lens with like the iPhone. I, I, like, I like demonstrating that the products like look good on camera. Awesome. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y for free shipping on any purchase. We're going to shift the conversation a little bit just to like some jewelry and diamonds. Um, first, we are a jewelry company. And I think that, you know, a lot of pieces hold can hold like sentimental value or like emotional value. Do you have any like special pieces that mean something to you? My engagement ring. <laughs> are you wearing it? I'm not wearing it. <laughs> so what is it? Can you describe it? It is a round diamond. It is um, my this was really funny my husband when he was picking it out he did not surprise me he was just like what do you want yeah. and uh he would just send me videos and i would i would just you know i just really picked out the one that i thought looked the nicest i feel like most of our couples that we work with work together to like pick their ring in some capacity these days like it's never like oh someone's like totally caught off guard or like surprised I don't think I would have wanted to be caught off guard. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did he propose to you? He, um, well, we, I, I knew that he was going to propose, obviously, because we picked out the ring together. He just woke up one morning and was like, do you want to get married? I mean, I'm, I'm sure he said something really nice, but it was the sweetest thing. <laughs> um, so talking about engagement rings, we're going to play a little bit of a game. Um, we're going to rate engagement rings based on your preference. So we have four engagement rings here and we're going to rate them from one to 10 and there's no right or wrong answer. It's just your personal preference. Mm -hmm. One being your least favorite and 10 being like the most perfect ring. So we'll start with this one. This is a five carat emerald cut diamond and it's set in platinum with tapered baguettes. Oh, this is gorgeous. Can I put like all of them as tens? You can if you want to and you can try them on if you want as well. This is gorgeous. Oh, this is, I need a like new engagement ring. <laughs> I was joking. I was like, I need at least 15 engagement rings. Like Victoria Beckham has one for like every single day oh of the week for two weeks straight. I love this. <laughs> I feel like this is like a nine. A nine? Okay, perfect. This is also very classic, similar to the round. Um, next, we have a four carat modern cushion cut. This one is set on a yellow gold thin band with a hidden halo detail. Oh, this is also really pretty. I think this, I would put this as a eight. Okay, why? I like the, I really like the classic emerald and I like the um, two stones on the side more. Perfect. Next, we have a five carat, this is an old mine cut, so it's an antique cushion cut and it's set in an antique um, platinum setting. Oh, this is gorgeous, I haven't seen one of these cuts before. I think I would put this as a seven. Seven, why a seven? I like some of the modern cuts more just because it has a lot more brilliance. I love things catching light. Mm -hmm. It just like, it's like a, 
not like a showstopper, but it is like a, you know, you turn your head and you look at it. So that's, that's, um, yeah, the antique cuts are definitely a little bit more subtle. Yeah. Okay. And last but not least, we have, um, a 1.7 carat. This is an oval diamond. This is also set in our two tone with hidden halo. Oh, this is really pretty too. I think this is also a seven. Okay. Why? Because I think the emerald is just so good. Okay. So <laughs> we know what you like want next. It's the emerald with the yeah. tapered baguettes. <laughs> Thank you for playing. So going back to um, Euphoria, what do you see your brand growing into in the next like five years? Like what are your hopes in terms of expanding in the category or um, in the larger beauty space? Yeah, I really want to make a full face of Youth Warrior products. I've been pretty openly talking about um, me developing a foundation line. It is like my biggest baby right now. So it's something that's really fun. But there is a ton of um, other makeup categories that I really want to tackle. I think I have a very unique uh, perspective on just textures and coverage. And there's a lot of things where, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to um, stretch how far you know the innovation goes so i'm really excited to see what else we um end up coming out with but foundation will be like my next thing i feel like thing. that would be so cool if you could like sleep in your foundation i've the well what i'm working on me and my husband have both tested it by sleeping in it and it's has so many great skincare actives um i wanted something that was very easy to use very easy to blend so i think we're still like a year out from this mm -hmm. but it's like it's a really fun project to work and on. and what do you think like the future of beauty holds like what are going to be like the next big trends i think what i'm seeing right now is just um a lot of people changing their aesthetic depending on the day or their mood like you might be a clean girl monday morning and then by you know saturday night you're like a party girl and i really like that trend of just switching aesthetics switching um styles depending on what you're doing um and then i like seeing these micro trends as much as um the trend cycle is getting faster and faster with tiktok i love seeing it because it's i don't know it's fun it's interesting what are some things that really like inspire you to create? I really love product development. I think it's my first love. I think it's what allows me to power through all the stuff I don't like doing, which is a lot of Excel and planning. Um, but just like when you get the right textures, the right colors, it's hitting light the right way. It's such a sensorial experience that when it's right, it just it, it feels different. So it's really fun. Awesome. Um, so tell everyone where they can purchase your product, follow you, all of that good stuff. So you can find us at euthphoria.co and then our TikTok and Instagram is also at euthphoria. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. That was such a fun conversation. I loved learning about how she came up with the concept of her business. Would you guys try color changing blush? I'm super interested in it. Let me know. <laughs>